Good morning. You're listening to On This Day with Brian Byrne. It's Friday, 8th of May, 2020, and this is the Kilcullen Diary. On May 8th, 1886, the first glass of Coca-Cola was poured from the soda fountain at Jacob's Pharmacy in Atlanta, Georgia, in the United States. It was marketed and sold initially as a patent medicine and claimed to cure many diseases including morphine addiction, nerve disorders and impotence. None of those claims apply today, but Coca-Cola is now sold officially in all but two countries in the world, Cuba and North Korea, but in both of those it's reported to be available as a grey import. With its corporate HQ still in Atlanta, the Coca-Cola company today enjoys revenues of almost $32 billion a year, employs more than 62,000 people, and it owns more than 500 other brands of beverages across the globe. It all started when one John Pemberton, wounded in the American Civil War and subsequently becoming a morphine addict, set out to develop an alternative to that drug. He developed and patented Pemberton's French wine coca, sold as an herb tonic. When Atlanta passed prohibition laws in 1886, Pemberton produced a non-alcoholic version which he called Coca-Cola. The name came from two main ingredients, cocaine and caffeine. They were derived respectively from the coca leaf and the cola nut. In the original Coca-Cola, the cocaine content in a glass was estimated to be 9 milligrams, or nearly a tenth of what would be known today as a line of illegal cocaine powder, and that was marketed as a temperance drink. Needless to say, that's not the case in the makeup of today's drink. A coca leaf extract is still used in the concentrate which the Coca-Cola company makes and distributes to bottling companies around the world but it is cocaine-free. The early story of building John Pemberton's drink into a business is one of two families fighting for control of the name and the beverage. A young pharmacist, Asa Candler, had bought a one-third interest in the formula of the almost unknown elixir in April 1888. Pemberton died suddenly in August of that year and Candler moved quickly to take over control, buying out the title from his widow. There was a degree of murkiness about subsequent events, including later claims of forged signatures, but Candler had, by May of 1889, claimed full ownership. His total outlay was said to be $2,300. Thirty years later, the Coca-Cola company, which had been incorporated by Candler, was bought by a group of investors for $25 million and became a publicly traded company. Coca-Cola operates on a franchise system, producing its proprietary concentrate and selling the syrup to bottling plants around the world. Although it has minority interests in a number of the bigger operations, around a half of all Coca-Cola sold is through independent bottling and distribution businesses. The exact makeup of the concentrate is a closely guarded trade secret around which many myths have attached. One of these is that half of the recipe is held by each of just two executives at any one time, neither knowing the full secret. That's actually not true, but it makes for good marketing. A whole bunch of flavoured versions have been tried. Some are still available, but the original remains the most important. Marketing has always been a major factor in Coca-Cola's success, not least in the development of the unique 
and patented bottle shape. Known technically as a hobble skirt design, it's called the contour bottle within the company. It was developed in 1916 by bottle designer Earl R. Dean in a competition launched by the company. He took a lifetime job with his bottle company employers instead of a $500 bonus for the work. Coca-Cola's marketing has included the popular ruddy-faced image of Santa Claus since the 1930s, and many believe the company invented him. He was already a marketing icon in other beverages before that, but the perennial Holidays Are Coming TV ad makes it very much Coca-Cola's thing. The nickname Coke became an official trademark for the beverage in the 1940s. Another well-remembered marketing success was the 1971 song in a commercial, I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing, which became a hit single. Coca-Cola was the first commercial sponsor of the Olympic Games in 1982 at Amsterdam. It has remained a sponsor ever since. Football, cricket and golf are other key sports where the name is a headline contributor. And Coca-Cola was experimentally mixed in a soda fountain on the Space Shuttle in 1995 to see if that system would work in space conditions. Coca-Cola has also faced criticism on health issues, the environment and on business practices. They are stories for long reads elsewhere. But there's no doubt that when John Pemberton's first glass of his temperance drink fizzed out on this day in 1886 and was sold for five cents, nobody realised that the sky was to be the limit for its growth.